Hello everyone and welcome to the second half of our WWDC special. So if you've only just discovered this podcast, you might want to just go back an episode and go with part one, because otherwise part two may not make a lot of sense. So let's crack on then, a nice short intro, just introducing Mr. Carl Madden, Mr. Barry Gentleman and myself from the Essential Apple website with part two of our WWDC coverage, including Nemo's hardware store, Worthership and our feedback section. Enjoy the show. Up next was Mac OS presented by Craig Federighi, and there was uh, quite a bit to go through oh, on, on this. Hang on, hang oh, on. no, Mark, no, Mark, yep. Mac OS Sierra. Oh, yes, you're right. Mac OS Sierra, they've ditched the X. There is no more 10. We're just going to get Mac OS and funky names. I quite like that. It's an XX. It is an X Leper. Very good. Arms for a Leper. <laughs> 15 years behind the bell and proud of it, sir. Yeah, okay. Don't let's not do Monty Python quotes. I gotta say that'll be it for the rest of the show. <laughs> Any spare change for an X Stop. blank or blank? <laughs> get on with it. Right. So this was another feature that I had. This was uh, sorry, Mac OS Sierra. Say, get on with it. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just realised that's Monty Python as well. Oh dear God. The Essential Apple Show, a show that never goes <laughs> off on a tangent. The essential Python show. <laughs> and now for something completely different, Mac OS oh, Sierra. You started it. Good. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, I didn't know. Yes, you did. You invaded Poland. But that's a wrong show. Oh, <laughs> you beat me to it, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Stop. Truce. Fay night. Carry on. <laughs> oh, that was a low blow. It hurt. It was only a scratch. Right. Auto unlock. With iPhone and iPad, that's a, again, we, I think we, discuss, we discussed that earlier on, same principle, really looking forward to that coming to the Mac. I'm wondering if it's using NFC or if it's using, oh no, sorry, it's, use, yeah, it's using Bluetooth. What's it, time, yeah. time displacement or something like that, where they're basically measuring, for what I gather, it's measuring the time of like a packet send and receive to, ba- to base the distance. Does that sound about right, Barry? Because you're our resident network engineer bloke. Um, I don't know because yeah, you know, that that sort of that sort of latency, it you know you the the difference unless, unless you know unless they they're, they're talking about you know like, like sort of down to microseconds and saying well you know but then you you've got if you're doing it over wireless you've got environmental factors taken as well so I'm not sure if it's going to be a latency measurement. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe there'll maybe it's like there's going to be. I would guess it's some sort of handshake goes on, and that will be, you know, that'll be there is you know it, there'll be a regular poll saying, you know, is there a device, uh, is there a capable device in in range? So send out a probe, nothing back. Probe, nothing back. Probe response, authenticate, unlock. I'm guessing it's something like that. Yeah. And like I say, it's Bluetooth secure. So remember, you've got to have a fairly modern machine to take advantage of it. I think it, uh, Craig did mention sort of about time. I can't remember the actual second bit of it because I only caught it because at this point when the WWDC thing was on, I was in the car listening on wireless headphones, safely with my phone completely out of the way before anyone asks. 
Uh, I'm looking forward again. I'm looking forward to that because if it means I don't have to do something so vulgar as having to type in a password, that's perfectly fine by me. I'm just hoping there'll be some sort of Windows port that comes for it. Uh, up next was Universal Clipboard, well, which I don't know. I'm very mixed about this because will it do the thing where it copies all the formatting and when you paste it into another app? Because you could be in a rich text app, let's say a web page, you copy it, and then when you want to just paste the text, um, how I don't think they demonstrated this. How will it just paste text without all the markup and all the formatting? Because I tend to use what is it? Command Option Shift V to paste in match destination formatting pretty much more than I use conventional formatting. Well, that'll still be there, though, won't it? It's only the fact that it's syncing in the background. It's still, I'm still assuming it's the same shortcut keys to do what, you know, to post. Sorry, yeah, to copy they showed that on the Mac, it. but not going backwards. They didn't show going from the Mac mm, to the iPhone. They, they, did say, they did say it is universal, so I'm just wondering how many instances of a copy it will take, it will keep. That's, that's the only thing. Or, you know, for example... Um, when you use one password, for example, and you get the you get the password and you copy it, <laughs> is that suddenly going to appear on all your your stuff? And and how far away is it? It's, it's, uh, say I'm in like Brighton, for example, and I copy something. Does it sync up over <laughs> over the internet and go to my Mac? I think it or does. Is it just localized. Oh, does it? Okay. Well, okay. But as as long as it's secure and as long as it's not staying in memory for too long. Um, it's one of those things that we're not actually 100% sure because like the developers haven't delved into it and, and told us exactly how it works. All we literally saw is what was demonstrated on the screen. And what was demonstrated on the stage sorry, seemed quite good. And there's lots of apps that currently do that, like Clips come to mind for one. Um, but it always helps when it's more baked into the actual system because there's more, hopefully, chance of it working. But... You know, I've had some issues this week with iCloud not syncing things. So it's always going to be the possibility of things not working, but uh, which I'm not so worried about when it comes to clips. But when you get to something in a little while, I am going to be more concerned about. <laughs> I'm fairly interested in using this as a blogging tool to know that if uh, I'm out, if I'm t- you know, taking a few pictures and I don't want to go through the whole syncing process of waiting for it to upload to photos which seems to take an age and then appearing on my mac if i can just go into yep i could be out there with my phone taking pictures i can copy them i can then go into my blogging app click paste and it's there i think that's gonna be brilliant it may not be the most optimized image in the world but i would imagine you'll have a way to save it locally and then you know, run some jpeg mini on it but overall, it seems an interesting feature. For example, you can take screenshots and copy maps. Um, speaking of, well, we'll come on to messaging, which, well, the whole messaging thing seemed to go on for a bit well, of an that's eternity. That's iOS. That's, that's iOS, yeah. really, not Mac. Uh, the other thing was desktop available on, uh, sorry, your desktop will now be available across all devices on iCloud. So if, like me, you're a desktop dumper and keep way too much on the screen, you can now carry that crap everywhere with you. <laughs> This is one of the bits that concerns me. Um, this and the, th- the the one where it will, if you're running out of space, it will start to compress things. Um, so what this what it's going to use is it's going to use your iCloud and it will start to sync your files across all your devices that are signed into your iCloud account. Now that's okay because that's pretty basic. Oh, yeah. I would imagine, like Dropbox has been doing that for years. So, hmm. 
But uh, <laughs> when it comes to Apple and your personal files in the cloud, I get a bit nervous. But I'm not so nervous about that one. The one that concerns me is it watch how much stuff is on your hard drive. And as your hard drive starts to fill up, stuff that you haven't used in a while, it will start to not delete, but it will start to back that stuff up into the cloud. Uh, so it's only really keeping a link on your local machine. Everything else goes up into the cloud. And then when you need it, it pulls it back down. Now, there could be accessibility problems with that if it's a particularly large file. But um, that, just, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies, i got to say. Um, There's a lot of trust know. involved with something like that, isn't yeah, there? That, There's a, there but, is. And plus, Apple, I'm, know what, Apple know what's best for you. No, <laughs> I don't. Well, I've got to imagine that the it works for most people. It just appears to be that the people who it doesn't work for just happen to have quite a big voice and quite a big amount of followers. So when they like raise an issue, it, it becomes a big issue. Because I've, other than photos taking eternity to sync, like I say, if I'm outside in the backyard taking photos of things I'm reviewing and I'm relying on it to sync through iPhotos come down my Mac, I never know what's going to happen yet. Oh. If I use something like Microsoft OneDrive, I know and I can see that it's doing something. Uh, yes. So I, I kind of wish that Apple would have, I know it's not their way, but some sort of progress meter to say, no, it's all right, look, things are happening, even if it just says processing or uploaded, then processing. Just let that, me know what's going on. You normally have that little circle up in a tiny little circle spinning around and it's doing something, but it doesn't tell you what it's doing. Um, and you're right. Those people will be the most, if anything goes wrong with them, they'll be the most vocal about it. But the problem I have is a lot of people buy Macs because they don't want the hassle anymore. They, you know, they've run into trouble with Windows and stuff. And, you know, when I've gone to Mac user groups, for example, some of the questions come up, you sit there and think, really? So there is that not, it's almost a naivety sometimes when it comes to these things. And I can just imagine if you're, if you've got a file that you've not accessed for God knows how long, um, but it's, a, it's an important video to you, for example, or a document that you need, but you haven't used it. You haven't had access, need to access it for a year and you suddenly go to access it and you're clicking on it and nothing happens because it's trying to download it from the cloud. Um, or you're, you're out on the road somewhere with no, connectivity and you say right i need this file and it doesn't open i just wonder what <laughs> what that's not filling me with confidence um there's no way for example that apple will know that i need this document i worked on one year ago because i need to do it again i need to print and send it to someone for some weird thing and it just seems to me that it's um it's a lot of work to basically foul a lot of the time I just, I just, I just want, I'm wondering how it can be implemented and hopefully you'll be able to turn it off. Really hoping you'll be able to turn it off. But it did the other part of it where if you're running out of space and you can tell it to go and do these things rather than have it automatically do it. So you actually decide, yes, move this stuff off so I can free up some more space. That looks good. But again, you have to trust Apple keeping your stuff safe while it's up well, on the cloud. Would you rather trust? Service. Would you rather trust Apple or that company? Oh, what's it called? That really spammy company that blooming has ads everywhere. It's not Clean My Mac. It's the, oh, 
what's it called? You raking? No, no, uh, no, don't say Matt. it, don't say it, don't say it. But yes, the one, the, the, the one that you making rap. Yes, that's the one yes. where you all rip right, but... the Mickey out of me somewhat sideways for it. Do you think that's a that's a nod by Apple to say right? We need to eliminate this company because it's causing more problems than it's worth. We know what files to get rid of. We know how to look after our no, no, system. No, no. You're not. It's not getting rid of anything. It's just pushing it to the cloud oh no there's an optimized storage thing isn't there the the second bit where they said they're going to do like a cleanup just like that certain other keeper app claims to do so it'll pull pull like if you've got a large music collection that you haven't listened to in ages it'll 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 dump it and stick it in the cloud um you know every any videos and stuff caches and stuff like this it'll stick it in the cloud uh and it'll clear up a load of space it's still still gap still have access to it it's just no longer on your machine and I, i it's okay when you can tell it to do these things. I just wonder when it's trying to be smart and intelligent and say, no, he hasn't used this document in a year. I'll just, I'll just stick it in the cloud. And then I go out with my laptop in the middle of nowhere with no connectivity. I go, oh, I really need that document now. I mean, I don't know what that scenario would be. I'm just presenting it as a potential scenario. Well, exactly. So, Is there going to be a feature to say, make this file available offline? Can you exclude directories? Uh, all those sort of things. Barry, as does it... As long as there's a visual representation, these ones are in the cloud, these ones are local. Barry, does this feature appeal to you, having a bit of auto cleanup? It's because for me, it's a lot like when I do a nuke in Pave and you have that lovely nirvana of having a clean desktop and no crafting your documents and everything's organized. And you say, right, this time I'm going to be organized. This time I'm going to have proper file names. I'm not just going to stick it all in documents and then try and clean it out every six months ago. I'll keep that just in case I need it. So are you a hoarder or are you quite ruthless with your uh, organisational skills? You've obviously never listened to one of Barry's answers before because I know exactly what he's going to say. Go on, sorry, Barry. <laughs> I'm an organiser. There you go. He doesn't yeah, even use so photos. I, <laughs> no. No, well, I, I, I use it, you know, if, when, obviously when I take a picture on my iPad or on my phone, it, it goes up into the cloud and it's available on my devices, which is, which is great. But then I will, you know, exp- I'll open the photos on my Mac and I'll export them and put them into a folder structure so I know where they are. So I've got them backed up, still got them backed up in the, in the cloud, but I know, you know, I, I'm organizing it. I'm not letting someone else organize it. And this is the same thing is, and I think it, yeah, it's got to be something you can turn off or turn on. They can't just say, yeah, we're just going to do that. Because I think, like Carl said, you could end up get, getting yourself into trouble when you're out on the road with, with um, no access to anything. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be – it's not a feature that, that fills me with, uh, with joy. I think one thing it will fill, one thing it will do, uh, I think, is to have a, a lovely little impact in the Apple's when it does get released of Apple's next earnings call because they'll have this little thing to say we've had a X amount increase in services because you're going to have to pay for the iCloud, which I don't mind doing. It's another backup system. I use that. I use Dropbox. I use OneDrive for my pictures. So I don't mind really. What, what about you, Carl? Well, I'm okay with, you know, I pay extra currently for some more iCloud uh, storage. I just wish they'd line up with the other um, the other manufacturers out there because their prices are a bit expensive. But uh, also, don't they only offer one terabyte maximum? But um, we need to push that up maybe. Well, they're going to have to you know, now, right? if they're, aren't they? If they're, if they're supporting multiple 
devices, backups, and no desktops. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, obviously, there was a time when our spinning drives were getting so big, it didn't really matter how much, you know, <laughs> like eight terabyte drives out there now. I think it's probably even bigger ones. But now we're going, we've gone back to, well, going forward to SSDs. They're obviously a lot smaller currently. They'll expand as time goes on. But currently, they're still quite small. But, um, yeah, so you need to start shoving this data around, especially if you've got video files because they're huge. I didn't really see raw photos; huge. I didn't really have much of a time to catch the the, the certain things like uh, that keeper style program. Are you both happy trusting Apple to look at your system and saying, "Right, we're going to do all this housekeeping that you can do manually, but we're just going to automate the process for you"? Are you both happy to say, "Yep, Apple, go ahead." Uh, optimize my system, delete these caches and uh, other bits of cruft on my system. I just said I wasn't. That's what I was, that's what I was just no. talking about in the last five minutes. <laughs> oh, no. So I thought you were still on about the uh, the, the documents in the cloud. Well, it's all just part of the same thing. I thought there was a different slide for that. I'll go back and check. So oh, there, all... is, there is a different slide, but it's basically all the same thing. So you've got the desktop syncing stuff where ah, you right, sync everything gotcha. on your desktop. But... You can see it very easily ties into using the same kind of technology in the background as it starts to use the cloud more and more. It's, um, I mean, you know, it'll be great. I just hope uh, Apple brushes up its side, like its play its skills when it comes to the cloud. One, the next feature that was that was brought up was Apple Pay on the web. So with a little Starsheet button, you're going to be able to pay for more things by selected retailers via Apple Pay. Are they going to do a thing like they've done before where they're just going to launch with selected Apple retailers or are they just going to try and push this out to anyone and everyone so, to get them to use Apple Pay? An API. Yeah, it's an API. Anyone can implement it. So anyone who currently uses Apple Pay are on the apps and stuff, it should be easily... For them, anyway, for a developer, not for me, to uh, implement it onto a website. And then, yeah, it will like, sync up again. So you'll get a, a notification on your phone to uh, put your thumb on it and, and pay, which is, which is like almost like um, PayPal do something quite similar where you just enter in your passwords and stuff. But this is like literally put your thumb on and paid. There needs to be a feature like Do Not Disturb, which says... Do not allow use between the times of 10 p.m. and 1 p.m. Normally, the sort of times on the weekend when I'm the most inebriated, and I go, you know what? I'm going to go now and look on Kickstarter for a few hours. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, don't. Yes. But that's the same with anything. That's like, you know, why you keep us out of Spearmint Rhino on a Saturday night. Oh, can you imagine if they start taking <laughs> Apple Pay? Blimmin' hell. <laughs> Where'd you put your phone? Anyway, no, 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 no. Uh, I do like the fact it uses continuity on the iPhone to autocad because that's almost as good as two um, two factor authentication. And I love I love Touch ID. I get really narked to any app now. Uh, if it doesn't a use one password or b use Touch ID, I think if you're not using those, you need to have to use them or password. Then, well, you're going to be soon on well, my deletion list because I'm lazy. The big ones do it. I mean, Amazon use it now. I noticed as well, and PayPal, and uh, like you say one password. So all the ones that you actually need it to use it are starting to use the, the thumbprint, which is which is fantastic. Um, and like I say, the backup to that is if you want to use that technology, you need to use like one passwords extensions. So you can just fill in the password. But you know we are getting there, and because like you know I said last week, I I got no clue what my passwords are, so um, I have to copy and paste. <laughs> I can't know, no clue whatsoever. 
it's been brilliant. Oh, speaking of which, just do a bit of follow-up. I've had a couple of questions on the Twitter. Um, sorry, I don't have the user handle, user handle to hand right now. Uh, asking about my escapades with Amazon last week. Um, I wasn't socially hacked, but what I have found now is that Amazon has started recommending some really weird stuff like goldfish food and driveway chippings, uh, toothpaste and a defibrillator, defib, a defib machine. Blimey, try saying that one. And I've gone in and I've checked and I've double checked and I've triple checked my order history and I've got no idea. You know what that is? Go on. You know we got our a joint essential apple thing. No, uh, no, that shouldn't be it. That shouldn't be coming into my no, recommendations. No, 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 here's the thing, right? I needed, I needed to learn how to spell defibrillator. So I, I just put it into that because that was the thing that was open. So I just put it in there and waited for it to autocorrect to come up with the proper spelling. That's why you got that. (laughs) I did do goldfish or driveway gravel, though. I don't know where that's come from. So now um, I'm just a bit worried that somebody, some, I mean, oh, that's uh, another thing that I did find in my account, which I know I didn't put in there, was a blimmin $20 PlayStation card, uh, PlayStation uh, gift card thing. So I'm going to have to go through with a fine tooth comb and see exactly what's going on there. But thanks to 1Password and its brilliant auto password suggest feature, I now have a really, really complex password, which is saved and synced across all devices. 1Password, go buy it now. What the hell? (laughs) And I'll I'll be spending this week um, doing building a driveway out of goldfish. (laughs) With a defibrillator close by. (laughs) I mean, who who looks at driveway chippings, goldfish, and then defibrillate? Oh, one of those machines. Right, yeah, let's go back to this. We're also we're also getting Siri coming to the Mac, and that looks... I'll tell you what the bit I like most about the Siri demonstration mark was the fact that he said show me pictures of and he showed him a load of pictures of i think it was the mountain range or something so i can just imagine when we're trying to do when we're doing our stories you know we're typing away if i can say now siri show me pictures of whatever comes to mind for the big headline graphic and it just comes up and just drag them into the show i mean drag them into the show doc uh sorry the um the pre-editing document that we use before we post anything on the website that would be quite handy. Um, obviously, you've got to check him to make sure you can actually use them. But um looks good. looks good to me. If, if he can do uh, series show me pictures of honey badgers, only those that are really large. So if you, if he can do little... <laughs> <laughs> dealing with children you mean on this size. show. You mean size of the image. Yes, I'm dealing with children on this show. Yes, show me um, large image sizes of honey badgers. If they can do that as well, it did seem very programmatic the way he said, show me pictures, including only those of female honey badgers. So you could actually see that he was talking in a little bit of logic there. They, I'm, I'm making this up off the cuff. Off the, blah, blah, blah. But then you will. That's how we've, you know, you interact with Siri. It's it's not a human being at the other end of that thing. It's It's a learning machine. So... You just talk to it and tell it what you want. You don't have to, I read a lovely little story this week, actually, about a granny who was doing Google searches and putting please and thank you into the search queries and stuff. Well, you don't say please and thank you to Siri. No, to uh, Google search terms. Oh, oh actually, into saying, Google, right. Yeah. So, so she, was, I, she was talking to it. Well, type into it. Am I the only person who says um, please and thank you, Siri? Really, you don't sort of like 
I said cheers. I say I've said cheers a, a few times. Cheers. That's <laughs> it. She goes, thank you. It's <laughs> all right. Barry, have you? Weird, you're welcome. Barry, have you got any interest in talk in talking to your Mac whilst you're cluttering around the home? I, I think it'll be. It, it might be more useful for me actually when I'm sitting sitting in front of my um sitting in front of my Mac. I don't like I say. I, mind you. Something in my worth a chirp. I did actually use Siri today. Well, so um, oh well, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll get to that later on. But yeah, I can I can see it being quite useful on the Mac, but only if I'm you know, if I'm busy working and I've got the Hey Siri option and I can um, I can uh, say go and make me a cup of tea. It's not gonna, well, if you've got a teapot hooked up to it or a kettle hooked up to the home kit, it'll work. I've mentioned this before. Well, there's a, yeah. the, the flaw with this is not the kettle, it's the switch. Because you can have an automated switch, which you can say, Siri, put the kettle on. You've got two problems. If you've got a tea's mate, they don't work because you can't leave your milk out overnight in this weather because it'll curdle by the morning. And two, you've got to remember to leave the switch on so that when you when Siri does its thing, yeah, it turns the kettle on. That's, that's, that's the same with automatic like coffee machines. You've got to do the same thing. So a lot of people who do that do that now already. They have it all set up, ready to go the night before. Well, we all know that tea is the more superior drink anyway, so we can move on from that. Um, oh, it isn't beer. Is beer's the most superior drink? It's a rock, paper, <laughs> scissors, coffee, tea, beer. No one I'll go for every time. It's going to be interesting... I wonder how effective it's going to be because most it doesn't have. Sorry, I wonder how effective it's going to be because Macs only have one microphone, so it probably may not have that noise cancelling thing like the iPhone does or the Apple Watch does. So yep. when you've got something going on in the background, wondering how well it's going to cope with that. Possibly, but it depends how noisy your living room is, or bedroom, or spare room, or garage, or. Whatever. I mean, I, I can't imagine people in offices doing it, but you never know. Who knows? They've got headphones on, just like Barry used to when he was at his desk. Oh, yes. When I had a desk. <laughs> when you had a career. <laughs> and now, the yeah. world, now you have the world to explore because you're not under the corporate tyranny anymore. Picture in picture. So that'd be quite nice. So in, when, you know, now instead of trying to shunt a little picture down, a little window of YouTube down into the corner of the screen, for example, while you work on a document, You'd just be able to do picture in picture and just drop it anywhere on the screen where you want to watch it, including on full, full page ads, uh, apps. Looking forward to that one, especially with having Netflix in the corner whilst I'm watching, working away, or yeah, YouTube, yeah. or any of the other apps. And hopefully, uh, did they say porn. that's what you mean, Mark? Is it porn? no? Porn is oh, thinking, Mark. it is from honey badgers to porn. I was trying to keep this show clean and pure and now we've just disintegrated into this sorry no i do i mean there's no point with porn because anyway you by the time you found something to watch and you click the button 30 seconds is done and well that's it it's a bit of a waste of time really stop carrier oh where do we go from here emo's got this week (laughs) yes uh, let's take a break here and go over to john from the mymac store with this week's nemo's hardware store so john over to you Nemo's Hardware Store has some soft cases today from Caseable and OtterBox. Let's go to Caseable first. 
It's a company that's based in Europe, and I'm having trouble with their website, so I will give you the prices in pounds sterling. I was able to get the prices in euros and pounds, but not in U.S. dollars. So we'll start with sterling pricing, and then you can go to their website and pick your region and your price for the product. The first product is called Timeless Wall. It's a laptop eco sleeve, includes sales tax, plus shipping, produced within one to two days, made in Germany. It's a durable, lightweight neoprene sleeve designed to protect and complete your device. Hand-printed finish on both the front and back surfaces, perfectly sized to keep your laptop cozy and covered. Here it is, right in my hand. It's a 13-inch MacBook Pro sleeve. It's got a heavy-duty double zipper, so it goes both directions. The timeless wall is a beautiful series of flags on both sides. Very soft and cushy neoprene. And this company, Caseable, has both a eco sleeve and the premium sleeve. The premium sleeve adds a little bit of extra interior protection, and that's 60 pounds sterling. So basically, if you want to go with the eco sleeve, it's 35 pounds. If you want to go with the premium sleeve, it's 60 pounds. That's a lot more money. So you can go to the website, and they have a little video also, and you can see the description of both of them. So this is the Timeless Wall... The designer is Danny Ivan, laptop eco sleeve from caseable.com, 35 pounds in the UK. And you can do your calculation for what that's going to be in your country, or hopefully you'll have better luck than I do at getting the USA pricing if you are in the United States. The other product, also from caseable.com, same price, 35 pounds for the 15-inch MacBook Pro sleeve. Again, double zippers, good solid construction. This one is called Tropic Fun by Mark Ashkenazi. The laptop eco sleeve, 35 pounds, includes sales tax plus shipping. And again, made one to two days in Germany. Hand printed, beautiful picture of a tropical scene with a bunch of birds and some flowers and a strawberry and some tropical leaves. And it's uh, very attractive and it's quite striking. Definitely nobody else in your neighborhood We'll have one of these. So well done, caseable.com. I'm making beautiful, attractive, durable neoprene sleeves with strong zippers, good gripping on your MacBook Pro 13 or 15 inch. OtterBox is well known to us and the new category of case is called the Symmetry Series. Symmetry Sleek Protection. They're clear cases. They're totally clear. They come in different colors. The bumper area along the edge has a different color, but the actual case itself on the back is clear. Now, why would I care to review or tell our listeners here on the Essential Apple Show about a basic bumper and rear case? Because it's OtterBox. They make very good cases. This is $40 in the U.S., comes in different colors along the edges. There is no front protection. So you either have to rely on Apple's front screen protection or you have to buy one of those clear glass screens that I highly recommend. So have a look. If you like the back of your case, and the guys on the show were talking about this recently, if you don't want to cover up your case with a different color, if you want to be able to see your rose gold, and for instance, that's what Carl has, he wants to be able to see that beautiful rose gold, you can see it through the rear of the case, which is clear from the iPhone 6 and 6S My Symmetry Series Clear Case Clear confidence, $40 in the United States. Thanks a lot for listening to Nemo's Hardware Store, and I hope you enjoy the format of our new Essential Apple show. Back to you, Mark, and the guys.
Thank you, John. Once again, for another Nemo's Hardware Store, you'll be able to find all information about the products, the links, and everything else in the show notes. And John has asked me to mention the following because he was having a bit of a problem with the website. So he wrote to them, they wrote back to him, uh, and they said this. And you can't really say fairer than that. They've acknowledged it, and they've come back with a reply. So go and check it out. It'll all be in the show notes. And you can find it, of course, at the essentialapple.com website. Right, Back to WWDC, we're going to rattle through these names because we have been going on for quite a while and one of us is going to disappear shortly. So we're going to take a quick look at iOS and even quicker look at messages because we were just chatting off air there whilst Nemo's hardware was playing. Carl was really into the messages and I thought it went on way too long. So we'll come to that in a minute. So iOS X, redesigned lock screen, rich notifications, quick interaction with apps and extended 3D touch. The rate for me, I really like the raised wrist to see the lock screen. So I've heard many people complain about the fact that when you've got a notification, you pick up your phone, you accidentally touch the touch ID button, and then boom, it's gone. So nice to see that they're uh, they're taking care of that one. Examples as well, but um, like watching videos of scores and stuff. Um, so again, it'll be down to developers what they use, what they do to take advantage of that. It looks really, really interesting. Yeah, there seems to be a lot in here that I, really does point towards 3D touch. Sorry, Barry, go on. No, I was just going to say that something else as part of that first experience piece was the swipe up and over for music control. I thought that was really good. They really do seem to have... It's almost like they're answering all the complaints they had about, oh, you can't customise this and you can't do this, you can't do that, by actually sort of saying, well, if we bake these features in properly then you, you probably won't need to do customizations like your lock screen, the swiping in from the left and swiping in from the right now brings up, uh, what was it? You swipe right from the camera and swipe left for widgets. Um, and you, I, one thing I really did like was the live action in widgets. That looked really impressive. Impressive, yes. How well is it going to be implemented? Do we know? It'd be interesting if you get a Vine or if you can watch a Periscope from your lock screen without having to open your phone. Um, that would be quite an interesting feature. But there does seem to be a lot here that's really pushing forward on the 3D touch feature. Um, gentlemen, I'm the only one, am I the only one here with a 6, not a 6S, that you, so I can't use 3D touch? I've only got a 6. Yeah. So that leaves Carl then with with 3D touch. How often do you use 3D touch? Do you, Is it second nature now, or do you still have to remember to yourself, oh yeah, I can do that with 3D touch? <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't tend to use it that much, not because I don't enjoy it or, 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 or think it's useful, but most of the time I'm interacting with the phone. Most of the things I do now on the Apple Watch anyway. So I'm normally in, already doing things, but the one I used it for the most was the camera. If you hard press down on the camera, you, you have to shoot, you know, you can pick a selfie shot, uh, put the camera on, or start video up and things like that so it is good but it is um you've got to retrain your memory muscles that it's firstly there um but once you once you do that it does become incredibly quick 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 um and the problem is of course as new apps come out or they update their their apps and they take advantage of 3d touch you've got a whole new set of skills or set of um, attributes to learn so it, it does take a bit of a while um, as, you, as you build up this knowledge of what 3D Touch actually does, because there's still not any specific language there yet. Like, you know, normally if it's a messaging app, you'll have the option to 
do a new message or maybe answer the last person that texted you, for example. But various other apps use it in other different ways. So there's no real language there to learn other than trying out and seeing if something sticks. Siri seems to be getting a little bit more intuitive, which doesn't surprise us that it's going to be using a Mac, but I think we've covered that enough. The but what, Siri Kit, Siri Kit's the most interesting part there. So open it up to third developers, but only third developers that do audio or video calling, messaging, sending or uh, receiving payments, searching photographs, booking rides, or managing workouts. So it's a very small subset of of you know genres, so to speak, at the moment. But obviously, as time goes on, they're going to open that out and expand it to more to more areas. I sh- I've got to imagine. But um, but no, I mean it'll be it'll be good. So you can sell like um, Siri call Barry on Skype or Siri call Mark on Slack, for example. If if those companies implement, you know, the Siri functions. Yeah, it's just a shame that they've gone to all these depths to add all these features, but yet you still can't do group calling within FaceTime, which is a bit of a shame still. Well, they can't do anything in FaceTime because, as we've said before, they're so tied up in that look call case. There's nothing they can do. Well, we're on on a slightly different subject. We tested Slack last week after the show, and I think we were all quite impressed with it. Considering we were having audio issues last week, uh, I suppose that's one of the benefits of not using a VOIP service that's so well known and so popular. Is that I think you're just getting a bit more bandwidth to play around with, maybe. You do. You get to imagine, like you know, most people do podcasts are in in a similar issue. Like we're all searching around to try and use something as cheap as possible and hopefully free. And Skype does normally tick all those boxes. It only it goes wrong every now and again, but it's not until it goes wrong when we start to moan about it. When it works perfectly, we we just think yes, and we don't even bother commenting on it. Well, most, most of the times I'm holding my breath going, please work, please work. I don't want to have to download all the files from Dropbox and then upload them all again. Please work. There's a there's a little bit of a squeak, you know, clenching buttocks at times with Skype. Yeah. Uh, anything else that impressed you, Barry, about iOS 10? Was there one standout feature that you go, oh, I'm looking forward to getting hold of that when it releases in the fall? Um, so for me, I, I thought um, there were a couple of things. The Actually, there was quite a lot. There was quite a lot of things. So the HomeKit stuff looked, mm-hmm. yes. looked remarkable. And like all, all, of, all of these vendors, you know, integrating to, you know, to, to use the same, uh, the, the same software, effectively the same, all integrating into the Apple software looks, looks just amazing. It looks really good. And, that, and for the first time, it made me think, you know, I might, I might go and buy some, uh, I might go and buy some switches and I might go and buy some, uh, yeah, a garage door opener, even though I don't have a garage. But it might be nice to have. <laughs> It'd be cool though if you put it on your front door. Can I just say, however, Barry has got a hot tub. Oh lord, ah, hot tub time machine. Yeah, there you go. Hot tub. What? <laughs> well, you can mix the. Yeah, I suppose you can mix the two. You can yeah, be brilliant. Sure you can say to Siri, if Siri, can... hot tub time machine. Yeah, actually, he could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get me some. Get some bits from the TARDIS. And uh, away I go. Um, what else was it? So quick type. I thought that was quite smart. The almost Siri for the keyboard. So it, as you're typing a message, it, it's going to make intelligent suggestions as to what the next thing might be, mm. which is quite, which, which looked quite nice. Um, loads of loads of stuff on. That seemed to be um, 
very, very similar to the new G-Hub keyboard, which that's doing quite an impressive job of being predictive. In fact, I sent a few messages today where I knew I wanted to say, so I started the sentence. And you know you've got the three-word suggestions at the top. Um, funnily enough, it filled them in um, absolutely brilliantly. You know, it, it was exactly well, how... Where's it gone? Because it, it was in the App Store for about a day, and then it's vanished again. Is there nothing on the Google blog? I'm going to go and have a look at that. I, was, I would imagine there would be something on the Google blog, or maybe they just sort of released it for a while, but it's, I really like because it. A, a, a listener to the show made us aware, like Nibs made it, Steve made us aware that it was out there. So I rushed off to like download it. I, I, I made it my main keyboard. I used it, and then another li- someone else, uh, I saw a tweet come in from saying, can't find it. That link leads to nothing. And when I went to try and search for it again, I couldn't find it either. I don't know where it had gone. I know Microsoft had a similar keyboard. I tried that on my iPhone 5S. Yeah. Uh, and it was horrendous. It was really, really laggy. But I tried the new Google one. It just seemed to be... Oh, it's it, superb. It is. And it's... It's almost like, we obviously, in the next few weeks, we're going to hear, like, oh, my God, Apple have borrowed all these features from uh, the Google Hub keyboard. But what people have got to remember is that, you know, I very much doubt that since the release of Google's well, keyboard, that Apple would have had about on, two weeks on. to bang it all together. Well, hang on. No, like, you can't say that because that keyboard isn't a Google invention. For example, SwiftKey and, and all those other third-party keyboards have been doing that for years, even on Android. So, um, and Gboard G isn't even on Android yet, as far as I'm aware. It's only at iOS. So, you know, this is what I'm saying. This is in the incestuous nature of the tech sphere at the moment. Everybody nicks from other people. There's, there's, that's just the way it is. And just because, you know, Android had it first doesn't mean iOS can't copy it. And just because Apple do it first doesn't mean Android can't copy it. And most of them, both companies, are copying majorly from third-party vendors anyway. So it's, I always find it quite ironic when you say, oh, you copied that from Android, you copied that from iOS. No, they both copied it from third-party developers. Shut up. And you got a big credit to Apple here. They haven't said anything new. They, I think they missed out words like new and revolutionary. They would just said new for iPhone or this is the first time or it will be a better experience. So I think maybe they've sort of learned a bit of a lesson and... Maybe they're no more oh. comfortable saying, you know, this is good for our devices, you know, sod anyone else because we're just interested in what we do. Maybe. Or, or maybe it was because Phil Schiller wasn't on stage. Because he's the one that normally says that, isn't he? Oh, he, he's, he's going to have a complete blast, isn't he, where we have these new OLED keyboards? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he'll be the one. He, he's the hardware guy. So, what well, he was. I, mean, I think he's got a different job now, isn't he? But, um He's the one that comes out when it's normally hardware, and he's the one that uses those superlative lifts and uh, says, this is the best thing, this is the best, greatest, this is the best. But the rest of them don't seem to tend to do that that much. So, uh, But we'll see. But, you know, I, I mean, I was, I was quite interested in the messages thing. I know you're – this is what proves to me you're an old fogey, Mark. It right? went on forever. No, no it was just talking, like yeah, – but there's a lot – it went on forever because there was a demo foul. That was why it went on forever. So um, the fact that people will be able to write animations and, and things like this to actually plug straight in to the iOS messenger, the mess- iMessage application, it could be potentially huge. Um, the fact that artists, if they want to do stickers and, and nonsense like that, can just draw their stuff and put it into the specific app store within 
Well, I don't know what they called it. Keyboard App Store. I'm not sure what they called it, actually. You know um, what's going to happen here. We'll all be out on a night out. You'll be at your side of the country. I'll be on the side of mine. And we'll be ch- chatting away. And then all of a sudden, we'll switch to the emoji keyboard. And we won't have a blinking clue what any of us are saying. We don't. We do, We we are middle-aged, right? This this is what messages is. Most phones are used mainly for messaging nowadays. Kids don't talk to each other. They message each other. And they message each other with things like WhatsApp and, and, and Facebook and stuff like this. Now, those companies can stay away from this, but they can also implement their APIs, their stuff into iMessage as far as I'm aware and, and still share the stuff out with the other people at the other end. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what those developers do with iMessage. Of course, they could just stay away from it and say, we're not getting involved, we want to do our own thing. But then, you know, they can always do that with everything. But then they're kind of leaving, not cash on the table, so to speak, but they're sort of leaving their their um, recognition parts onto the table. But <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I mean, they were gimmicky, but again, this is not aimed aimed at us. This is not aimed at middle-aged sad men. This is aimed at the youth. And, was it really aimed at developers? Because it, you know, this was because a, they can they can develop into this. But it's basically iMessage is now a platform, so they can basically work and develop apps that take advantage and and use iMessage to to do various things. Um, you know, there was a bit gimmicky the ones they showed. Granted, but this is what I was, you know, I was saying the other week. The wonderful thing about Apple is its development developers community. They can do some astounding stuff, and you know, imagine apps that can go into iMessage, and then everybody can use that app while it's in iMessage because it's now shared amongst everyone. And it, you know, it could be it could be really, really, really important for Apple as they move forward, and not just Apple, but for Facebook and 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 Google. All these companies want to try and own this market now. This is the new market that they all want to go after, messaging. Because firstly, people, people like Facebook and Google, they can it's a, it's a treasure trove for them. You're basically telling everybody what you want. Google, like Apple was saying, this is all secure. All of it is secure. Google's one is only secure if you turn it on. Facebook's one is not secure in the slightest. I don't care what they say. They are trolling that information. They might not give it to the FBI. Who, well, whoever, Facebook but, admitted yeah, that they were like tracking you around the web anyway, didn't they? They were saying, oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I refused to use Facebook Messenger just on the principle <laughs> of when it was sucking the battery but, life. And they went, oh, no, it's a bug. But we, honestly. But you, we, but we use it all the time. We use Slack. We use like various other ones. I mean, if they can all find extensions and place them into iMessage, then it doesn't matter. Say you can suddenly send me a We will, might no longer have to go down this road where we're using a ton of different messaging apps all the time because it can all be pulled together in one place. If, so do you reckon then indeed, this uh, is the first step towards I, um, iMessage on Android? No. No, I don't. I think if they were going to do that, they would have announced it. So they're not they, going to rely like on a third-party company to say, oh, yes, we have an app with, no, I'm saying, let, I'm not let's say WhatsApp. I'm, it's, I'm, not, I'm saying it's potential. They, they, they could do it later down the road, but it's not happening at this point in time. They're just more interested in trying to make this messaging thing, which is very stilted and dull and, and like very bland at the moment. It's gone from all that, all that grayness to 
full screen color explosions and glitter and confetti coming down and stuff. I know, I know that doesn't sound like complete nonsense to us mid sad middle aged men, but you're not young anymore, Mark. It's just not going to, you're not the market. You know, we don't put stickers, well, we do occasionally in our messages and stuff. But if you look in the app store, these these apps are, are, are popular. People buying things that they can then paste into, you know, like Giphy and things like this, where you can paste animated GIFs into messages and stuff. It's, it's crazy. And, and I don't get it. I admit I don't get it. I will but quote I'm not be what my work says. And go, I'm not going to be one of those old funny does who go, which is boring. Why are Apple doing this? Because the youth are, are the ones who use the control this space granddad so shut up and get your slippers i'm going to be cynical i'm going to say this is a marketing ploy by apple to have all these this messaging sort of stuff so that kids goes to their parents mum dad or whomever i want an iphone because it looks cool to message on call me ipad max everything ios the the feature that i'd like that i want to see more about was voicemail transcription because that would be blinking brilliant because i hate with a passion checking voicemail I bet, I bet that's going to be like, what's that other thing they use at the moment? Which Visual voicemails, which is, yeah. yeah. I, bet it, I bet it's going to be something like that, where not every company will be able to implement it. You, you wouldn't think that by now, even if O2 had the exclusive on that, then other carriers would have started uh, pulling that. Well, my, my company, 3, hasn't got it as far as I'm aware, so... Barry, what's your take on the messages? Is anything there appeal to you, or is this like one for t- young uns? I, I think I, I I think it is. You know, I mean, the you know bigger bigger emojis and emoji predictions looked looked quite interesting. But the thing I did really like was rich links, where it mm. will it will go off and pull pull a bit of information from from the you know the the link itself and present it in a much nicer way, other than just going yeah, there's a there's a URL, <laughs> which firstly every every other chat thing already does. But thank thank you Apple for catching up. Well done. Does that work with 3D Touch, yeah, or did um, they show it working with 3D Touch? It will do, because it's probably a link that you just press in and it'll pop up. That's what 3D Touch normally does. Yeah, but in- Invisible Ink looked quite cool. It can <laughs> yeah, it could potentially be quite cool, I, I yeah. imagine. But, but, but it, it was, yeah, it, it was incredibly gimmicky, if you like. Oh, yeah. But there, there, was, but there was the being able to the potential to pay, send money through messaging as well. Yeah, but, yes, but they're not not natively. It, like I was no. really hoping that they'd say, and you could do it through Apple Pay, and I thought that's what they were building up to, but they didn't. They just yeah. listed a, a, like a three or four various services that already do it. Um, now, maybe they've got deals with those services, which is why they backed away, and they said, well, okay, we're going to give you six months, but when our new phone comes out, we're going to do it on iMessage as well. But they didn't at this point. Yeah. So I think it's going to make. Well, the thing is, are, are are you going to be? Maybe it's going to slow messaging down because you're going to be spending half the time thinking, "Oh, what do I do? I'm going to do. I'm going to do a bubble effect. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going to do a big full screen. No, I'm not. I don't, I don't want to do that because I don't. I don't mean that. I don't want. It, didn't want. To, didn't want it to come across like that. What can I do? Oh, oh you know what? I'll just send a message. Have exactly, you're going to be worried about more about the connotations. What does a big emoji mean versus a small they, emoji? They like, don't. for example, the. Well, I know, I know I'm going to use it seen, for. Have, have, yeah, maybe you, but have you seen young people use Messenger? It's, 
it's just insane what they do. I can't understand what they're saying. But, you know, the abbreviations they use, the emojis, I'll look at certain emojis and go, what the hell is that meant to be? I'm but, still um, surprised that WhatsApp, as in W-H-A-T-S-A-P-P, has not been remained, sorry, renamed to WhatsApp, W-O-T-S-A-P-P. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... and if Apple can introduce a bit of auto text so that when they use it today, when they type KK instead of OK, it actually types OK, I will support this platform. Well, there you go. Live in hope. You can go around changing them manually one by one. Uh, of course, we're getting some updates to Maps as well, making it um, a challenge into Google Maps and Waze, it looks like, finally as well. So you'll get you'll actually be able to scroll around the map as you're, as you're driving along, which will be handy, so you can see what's up ahead. And you'll have live traffic indicators on it as well because one of the things you could look at in overview you could see the traffic but then when you went into the map itself all the colors went away so you could just see the road but now you'll see traffic up ahead uh, also if you pull up from the bottom of the screen you'll be able to see things like fast food joints on the way or petrol stations or coffee shops and stuff so like glad that, you didn't nice. say but, gas then i'm so so glad because i'm fresh what do you, what do you mean i'm gonna say but um I mean, this is nothing new. A lot of other um, applications already do this. So, but it's nice that the generic, well, the, you know, the base model ones now got this as well. Um, I mean, obviously, the competitor here that they're going for with traffic is Waze, isn't it? Which we've all said, if you're going to go on a journey, and it's on a motorway, or if it's on a bank holiday, take Waze because it'll actually tell you and reroute you. And I've actually had this happen to me. I was coming through Port Talbot. Um, there's a, a stretch of uh, bridge. And he said, no, turn off here, go through this way. I went, no, you're joking. You're up, no, I'm going to stay on the road. And it was spot on. It was absolutely right. So it's going to be interesting to see where Apple's going to be pulling their real-time information from to see if it can cope. And then it's going to be even more interesting to see the people that originally slated uh, Apple Maps, if they're going to come back and give it another shot or has the damage already been done. Well, gun-shy, isn't it? I mean, it did. it was terrible when it first came out, so... I mean, it looks pretty. Still the prettiest looking Maps application there is. It just didn't work too well. <laughs> but I, I, I was using it today, actually, because I wasn't in London. I was out in Milton Keynes, and it did work perfectly okay. It did get, I didn't get in any traffic or anything. Yeah, but that's not exactly fair, because it just says, at the roundabout, turn right. At the roundabout, <laughs> turn left. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There was a lot of roundabouts. In. But, you know, uh, but they also showed some of the other features in Maps as well, where basically he created an entire night out on the map application without having to go out into other apps. Like he used open table, booked himself a thing, called himself an Uber all within maps itself. So that'd yeah, be quite interesting yeah. to see. Although he was going for, uh, he, was, he started work at 11 o'clock and then he was going for sushi or something weird like that. I mean, blimey. Oh, they, they do weird things. They don't, you know, I listen to where they go to eat and stuff. And I think, bloody hell. That's how yeah. the other half live. I was going to say, you know, you, you can do all these things. You, 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 can, you can find your restaurant, you can book your table, you can book a ride. All you need to do now is find some friends. <laughs> yes, no Billy, no mates. One quick question, just coming back to Barry's hot tub for a minute. Have you? Yeah. I'm a bit of a skinflint when it comes to electricity. So to, really? if I'm cooking something on the heart, if I'm cooking something in the oven, I won't cook one meal, I'll cook two. So my question to Barry is, have you ever tried to do something like boiling a bag using your hot tub whilst you're having a bit of a dip? <laughs> no, no, because it only goes up to sort of 38 
between 38 and 40 degrees. Yeah, but isn't that what so a, a sous vide does? Yeah, well, maybe you, you could maybe slow cook something over over time if you if you put the lid on. <laughs> oh God, drop, no, a couple of, drop a couple of eggs in there. Oh, oh dear. You could make a I massive you, stew there, couldn't you? Sitting in these hot, when you're sitting in these hot tubs, there are definitely some bags being boiled. Right, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh dear lord! You can tell Carl that's horrific. That's you right, can tell it's not working out, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not. But the, the, finally, the other two things were news. News is getting a refresh and a new lick of paint, which is great because I, I love news. I, I love reading news every day. Um, I also just I worked out the other day because I was getting. I was getting this one publication, which was like not anti-Apple, but it was real, like questionable material. What they were publishing, I was thinking, how the hell can I get this out of my feed? And if I, I realised, after like using it for God knows how long, if I just simply slide to the right, you can just say dismiss this or call it rubbish, and you never see it again. So that was nice. Uh, photos is also, as we mentioned earlier, that's all getting updated, and that's it. Really- Spam extensions. I'm not sure what spam extensions are on phone. But... That was a cold spam call detector, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Yes. So it, it, it will look up. It did mention a service. It was like 10 cents or five yeah, cents. Yeah, 10, 10 cents. cents. I've never heard of that. It's really true. But um, that would be good because the amount of bloody accident things that call you up in the UK at the moment and PPI type things and credit card fraud type things. Oh, it just gets on your nerves. We must have had about. Yeah. 12 tonight alone downstairs, but oh, just gets on your nerves. And of course, the big thing yeah. was at the end of it security. They really pushed. Well, not, well Apple, Apple Music also got a kick. Oh, yes, didn't it? it did as well. Yeah. And Connect, Connect still seems to be there. It is, but it's now in your For You section. So oh, it's been okay. demoted like, we, like Mark German said it would be last week. But it does look a, a lot so. And the person. I, I've forgotten her name totally, but the person who, who actually presented the music stuff, I thought she was brilliant. I mean, she was like in a room with a load of developers who just wanted to get on with the show, granted, but I find her, I find her very entertaining. She was in a room with a load of honkies who had no soul. I mean, they, they couldn't even clap in time. That was a, a particularly brilliant <laughs> moment. God. Everybody clap, everybody rap, and he was just thinking, well, I'm not going to do that. Blimey, I'm a developer. I'm not a dancer and a singer. No, that's probably thinking, it's a girl. <laughs> Yeah. Oh I my did, god! I did say that. I did. I think we'll, we will. Uh, we'll. I want to go into more. I want to go into more about the actual presentation and the style and everything like that to give the actual presenters a bit of a critique. I think overall they did well and it does merit some conversation. But as we're running a little bit long now, we'll save that for next week. Finally, they went to Swift Playgrounds, and I can't wait to get hold of this. I've actually got visions of grandeur about making an app. Yeah, it did look interesting. I gotta say, this is when my um, feed started to play up because my ISP started to crap out. But um, it looked interesting. I can't. I'll, I'll be also playing with this later on in the, in the year. I'll give it a go. I won't understand anything, but I'll give it a go. Good for you with um, with your kid Barry as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we've we've already started doing um, bits and pieces with Scratch too. So um, it, it'd be nice to see. Uh, He's not ready for Python or anything yet, but it'd be nice to, nice to do some Swift stuff. Absolutely. And of course, it's a good way for Apple to like get those coders young, so they can feel <laughs> they can feel their pools when they need them later on in life. Absolutely. But of course, this does have the one thing that we might end up with a complete 
deluge of apps. But then again, that might not happen because they are going to have to try and... You might be an eight-year-old coder, but then you've still got to deal with the Apple submission process. But it doesn't matter because if it gets people coding, it's like the fitness thing on the watch. You know, a lot of people say, well, it's not uber accurate. It doesn't you know, monitor it down to the precise second. Well, it's true. It doesn't. And for some, that's a deal breaker. But in general, if you've got something that makes you do something and you enjoy what you're doing, then that can only be a good thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that uh, Jim Dalrymple, for example, he lost, he lost stones just because of his watch. Um, you know, and I lost two stone when it, you know, getting it. I put some back on, but I'm going to start trying to get rid of it again. It does, it does inspire you. It's, it's, I know it's daft, it's stupid, but just that sort of like gamification of filling those flipping rings up is, is quite entertaining. I think that's about as much as we've, well, we've got in the show notes, to be honest. I think that covers everything nicely. We will talk probably next week more with Matt and if Rick's available about more the style and the flow and so, you know, the actual pace and tempo. So we'll give it more of a critique next week and deal with the fallout next week. Let's go over to the feedback. And I'll tell you what, Barry, do you want to give this one a shot this week? Okie dokie. So this is, this was uh, some feedback on iTunes. Uh, it's pretty good, but from Alex G. Fox, 10th of June, 2016, five stars. Hi, I've been a long-term listener, first-time caller. Um, listener, I mean. It's a fine, updated version of its previous incarnation. The new host is less bombastic, too. Only complaint is the lack of one of the previous guests. Can't remember his name, but he knew his stuff. A photography expert, I think. Oh, and that posh plate was good too. Keep it up, but please bring back the experts. Cheers. Thanks, Alex. Um, hopefully you've yeah. left that review on your uh, on iTunes. Via, sorry, not on iTunes, via the podcast. Um, thanks to our video and my article, which Carl said that everyone taught everyone to suck eggs if you want to leave us some feedback you can get a hold of us via facebook and google plus and on the website and all the other social bits and bobs right uh what have we got next well let's crank up worth a chirp So I'll do Matt's this week because Matt's not here and my... No, you can save it for next week. Save it for next week. Oh, there we are. Well, he would have probably bought something else by next week, surely. I bought, I bought this anyway based on what he picked, so I'll, I'll be able to tell you myself tomorrow. Right. Okay, then, Carl, I'll tell you, do you want to take the first one then, which is uh, Drop Flip? Yep, my one is this week's Apple's App of the Week, and it's a very simple puzzle game um, just called Drop Flip. Free of charge at the moment in, in iTunes. And it's a very minimalistic game. All you do is you're trying to get a ball from the top of the screen into a bucket at at the bottom of the screen. And uh, as you go through, the the mazes, so to speak, get more and more complex, and you have to shift these blocks around. So when you drop your ball, it will roll off the blocks and eventually end up in the bucket at the bottom of the screen. It's it's so such a simple idea, and it's one of those darn games that becomes quite addictive as you try and get your stupid little ball into the stupid little bucket that keeps missing it because it keeps rolling off the bloody platform. But uh, <laughs> as long as you don't get too wound up by it, it's a fantastic little game. Free of charge, drop flip, buy Border Leap in the iTunes store. Get it now. Question. Is it as bad as Mr. Jump for the no, flag? nothing, nothing is as bad as Mr. Jummy. That is the one. That is the throw your iPad against the bloody wall band. That was. Thanks, Barry. By the way, 
<laughs> but my my little and he he's he's in he's into like world three or something and he's, he's it's like it's like no we're not we're not playing that anymore no 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 you do no, put time for the ipad to you away. do know mr jumpy's on the apple tv as well don't you yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and that remote you can throw at the wall <laughs> yeah and great. Now you've put that image into my head. I'm sort of slightly tempted to go and try it, but I'm going to resist because I know what I know what it can do to a person. Murray, tell us about your worth of cheer, please. Yeah, so th- th- it's a little bit of a little bit of an abstract one, really, but it's it's just another uh, another example of of being able to to recycle Apple technology. So um, we had an old um, iPad Mini in the house and I, I thought wouldn't it be great if I could um you know clean it clean it off give it to my mum so then she could actually FaceTime her grandchild and so I, like I say I, I was up up in Shropshire today so I took it up there gave it to her sorted out her Apple ID uh got her, got her online and yeah she just and she was just blown away because she's never used an iPad before and I said yeah so this is this is how you download an app this is how you do that and this is where I, I did my Siri demo and um, that was, it was quite interesting it was uh, and it was th- I said, said things like show me which movies are playing in Telford bang I found five films and my mum was just staring at this this iPad going what <laughs> it's incredible and then she did say you do realise I'm not going to get any work done today because I'm going to be sitting on this iPad all day. I said, yes, welcome to our world. Well, we should get her on and interview her to see what her first few weeks with the iPad's been like to do something a little bit different. That should be a video. I don't know, you know, just get Barry to interview her or record it on his phone and say, there you go. Yeah, we, we, we could put it up on the show. Barry, make it so. Right, you are. I, I will at least ask. Yes. Uh, I don't have a worth a chirp this week. I'm going to recommend antibiotics because I'm ill and I might not be here next week. Oh, dear. you don't sound ill. You know, apart from coughing and spluttering every now and again, you, you, your voice sounds perfectly normal. That's because I'm muting the microphone every few minutes and I've learned how to deal with the constant drizzle coming out of my nasal passages. Once again, painting a, painting a mental picture there for our listeners. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. Anyway, but Matt's, Matt's got something to do with the Apple um, TV remote, but you have to wait till next week for that, listeners. And you know what, gentlemen? I think we can call that a show. Can we just um, come back to German's predictions from last week before we get out of here? Right, yes, let's have a look. Right, so German's predictions. Uh, he predicted no new hardware for WWDC. Yes. Well, let's do the ones he didn't get right. That would be a lot quicker. Right. He's only got two things wrong. <laughs> Sending money via well, iMessage. Well, that is possible. You just can't use Apple Pay. So that's technically correct, actually. So only one was wrong, and that was the markup stuff on photos. But even then, you can kind of do that because you can put the little stickers on. So oh, was he completely correct all the way over, all across the board on his, on his interview? I, I still good, stick I by what I said last week. I think it was many, many obvious. Uh, really? Okay. Well, you, you can't. Yeah, but you can't give the same. You can't give the same weight to no new hardware at WWDC, and we will not see a Thunderbolt display. Like saying 
it, it, with the same gravitas of saying there's going to be a slight design improvement to iOS. You can't give them the same weight, surely. Well, there is no weight. It's weightless. It's just like pics. It's just comments, isn't it? So that was all I'm saying. He got everything that you stamped down that he had predicted was correct. So that's all I'm saying. I'm still going to believe him in future moving forward. Not necessarily the magazine, uh, the um, the website he left, 9to5Mac, because they're the ones who came up with the Thunderbolt with the graphics inside the actual display. So as soon as they left, as soon as he left, they started putting out erroneous stories again. So, okay. Well, there's one thing about the Thunderbolt um, Thunderbolt uh, display. We hope it'll have lightning because it'll be very, very frightening with how expensive it's obviously going to be when it's released. <laughs> and on that fun... <laughs> Yeah, let, yeah, let's get out of here, chaps. As always, thank you very much for listening. Please, please, please leave us a review. We really do appreciate it, and we always have a good laugh, and you know, we're always checking it, and we like to share it, share it with each other and share it with you, the feedback that we get. If I missed you on the Facebook or the Twitter in this episode, forgive me. I will make sure that we get you all caught up next week. You can find us on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Google+, Plus, and YouTube, and, of course, via EssentialApple.com. Come along. To, uh, we've put some articles up. We've obviously done a bit of WWDC coverage, but you're probably going to be fed up with that by the time next week comes along. Next week, we'll take a look what Apple news there is and deal with a bit of WWDC form, uh, fallout. I might even mention that one stupid article that Carl sent me about. This is the last time I'm taking off my Apple Watch. To which I put, who cares? Right then, chaps, let's get out of here. Let's end the show. Barry, how can they get a hold of you, good sir? You can get me on Twitter at Wumblefoot. And Mr. Carl Madden, thank you for joining us again today. How can people get a hold of you if they so wish? On Twitter for Clause 0101. And just to give it a mention, over on the EssentialApple.com website, if you've already got an Apple Watch and you're thinking of buying an extra band to juice it up a little bit, we've got an article over there of some of the best third-party bands that won't break your bank. And of course, find that at EssentialApple.com or via the show notes. And for me, you get a hold of me via the website, via the Twitter, at EssentialMac1, if you want to follow the show and all the other posts we do there. Or if you want to follow me personally, because I'm going to be running a half marathon in two weeks, pretty much like a zombie, if this infection doesn't go away. You can follow me via the Twitter, at OceanSpeed. And of course, come over to our Facebook group and our Google Plus group. We have a nice little community over there that's rapidly growing. Come along and join the fun. So until next week, the same-ish bat place and the same-ish bat time, and from my cat who's just decided to join the show, take it easy, everyone. See ya, and it's a Central Apple one, not Central Mac one, by the way, just in case. (laughs) I knew I was going to get through a show of that Carl picking up on something. Right, cheerio everyone. Salted.